0: Hello, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. We're very glad you could join us today for our wonderful subject on everlasting punishment. (laughs) We are recording today from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, in the United States of America. And we welcome you all. We'll start today with our prayer.
1: I'm reading from page two seventy-nine and one sixty five of miscellany. God is Father, infinite, and this great truth, when understood in its divine metaphysics, will establish the brotherhood of man and wars and demonstrate on earth peace, goodwill toward man. Goodness never fails to receive its reward. For goodness makes life a blessing. As an active portion of one stupendous whole, goodness identifies man with universal good. Thus, may each member of this church rise above the oft repeated inquiry What am I? The scientific response. I am able to impart truth, health, and happiness. And this is my rock of salvation and my reason for existing.
0: Mary Baker, hmm. That is just beautiful. I love that. Thank you. A reason for existing, no other reason. All right, the watching point. Watch number
2: 280. Watch lest you believe that you can live along in a peaceful sense of the reality of good, maintain a high sense of God, and establish this consciousness so that it is permanent by mild methods. Mrs. Eddy once said, Jesus spake as one having authority. The mild and pleasant words to a patient will do when it is to quiet fear. But when there is a real clinch with error to destroy it, you must command as one having authority." In miscellaneous writings, Mrs. Eddy tells us that we must doff our our lavender kid zeal and become real and consecrated warriors. Students who dodge all conflict with the lie until such conflict is forced upon him, They sometimes trace this reluctance to a fear that in such warfare they may lose God or their metaphysical thought. Yet one must prove his understanding to be stronger than the lying effort of evil to maintain its claim before he can claim to be a real Christian scientist. Students must take what they have learned and demonstrate it with dominion. They must come in contact with the claims of error and come off victorious by proving their ability to maintain their scientific thought in spite of all contrary evidence. Then they can rightly claim that the truth has been nailed home through the hammer of tribulation, so that that which seemed wrathful to human sense has become an angel entertained unawares. Mrs. is Eddie said, it is not enough to smile and look pleasant when talking to the devil. Speak with authority. Stamp your foot if necessary and command it to come out of him as Jesus did. The smile and pleasantness will be all right when you are out of the flesh, but in the flesh,
0: you must strive. Thank you very much. Yeah. Comments I liked where it said, stamp your foot, speak with authority. It's not being nice. it means business. Yes, when you're dealing with a demon, an arrow that seems entrenched, that's what you have to do. can't get around it. you can't avoid it. No. I tried for years. I was soft-spoken and nice, and it it doesn't work. That was the difference with Mrs. Evans. I've never seen a practitioner like that before. She would just blast the heck out of things, And, uh, and rightfully so. And I've told this story, but I can remember being in a kitchen in a house I no longer live in, I was just so tired of being tossed to and fro and being sick for months and this and that because I had allowed my thought to get fearful and negative. I had just been too nice. And I began this new way of living and stamped my foot, spoke with authority, sang that hymn, Rousy, Rousy, face the foe, said, I'm not having this anymore. I'm done with you. And that was a pivotal point. That's why I remember it. Mm-hmm. Because up until then, I was just, you know, reading the textbook and saying some things, but not with that conviction, <laughs> not with that power. It, you can't avoid this. As I said, I tried to avoid it for years. It did not work. You have to la- doff your lavender kid's zeal. And first you do it in your own thought. Then you are capable and ready to do it when other people are held by demons, which they are not handling themselves. And you have to do it because if you don't, it'll try to jump you. Mm -hmm. Someone trying to speak. What? Okay, well, whoever it is, we can not hear. Well, I'll just say,
2: um, if you also try to avoid conflict, when conflict does come, it usually comes in a big way, and then you're not prepared to handle it. Absolutely. When I read this, I thought about what Paul said about taking pleasure in infirmities, and it hit me that you know to be grateful for the the smaller tests that come along that allow me to, you know, kind of like a you know, like when you're training with weights or something, you know, you start with the small weights and you learn to lift those and then you get to the bigger and the bigger and you, you know, you increase your strength. But if you just wait or dodge or, you know, all of a sudden some, you know, something hits the
0: fan and then you're not ready. Exactly right. And that, that's what it says in this watching point, You're not ready because you haven't met the little things and then you have some huge thing and you're so overwhelmed. And usually when that happens, guess what? People take a ticket to ride. They, they check out. They check out because there's too much. They're overwhelmed, and I've seen that happen too. They've let their house go. It's a mess. It's disorganized. They've let their thinking go. All their relationships are not right because they have refused to stand up to the era. And finally, it's overwhelming, and then they go to the next experience only to have the whole thing repeat itself till they learn this lesson. And once you get into it, it's really not that h- bad or that hard. And you're not even mad. You're not mad. You're just <laughs> wiping out that error.
3: Done.
0: Yeah, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're not letting it boss you around anymore. Whatever face what it you're wears, it? you're done. The hell you say. What you're doing is... Uh, Wait a second. Um, go ahead, Chardelle. In my case, at least, I have found that
3: I I will fight the good battle in one area. But then, then I realize I've just realized, in another area, I cannot give my consent. And it's dawned on me. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, what we talked about last week, the, the never consenting to an error. This is how Jesus raised the dead. He refused to consent to it. You have well, to have that in you. I, okay, go ahead, Sari. What ahead. I wanted to say is this is really important because if we do not hit it head on, then it creeps up in other places. So it's very important to say Satan get me behind me and that we hold to that and not that we are hiding and saying not now or whatever because then we <laughs> become so spiritually dead. Yeah. and we must finish on a day-to-day basis And God gives us this way to do it, but we have to also follow and obey. When we don't obey, we're in trouble. Thank you very much. That Mm -hmm. obedience is essential. Um, And Mrs. Eddie did this. And this is why, you know, to some degree, the human mind and the organization was embarrassed and tried to hide the stories about her when she did this. Because they didn't want people to think she was an old crank. She wasn't an old crank. She was an example of what we all must Mm -hmm. do. And that's why to hide these things just showed how deeply in the human mind they were that they couldn't understand what she was doing.
1: I guess mm-hmm. Jesus did the same. Pardon me, Clarence? Jesus did the same. He and you see I see how he was so convinced, so confident that, that if the words came out with such authority, this yes. is what he did. He didn't need to even jump around or whatever, but I, I think he had that conviction so, so strongly that when he spoke, the words came out with authority.
0: Thank you. Yes. And he lived it moment by moment. So nothing was ever too big for him. Um, It was just how he was, what he did. Now, and remember this, you do it to prove its nothingness. Mrs. Eddy says sometimes you have to build it up to smack it down. It's not that you think it's some real big thing you're battling with. You're always battling with the, an era, an animal magnetism, a, a fake, a lie. And you prove it to be nothing in doing this. You don't prove it to be something. And, and if, if you go out like a Don Quixote trying to fight it and thinking it's real, then you've got a problem. But you can speak with authority because you know it's not real. Actually it's rather showing
1: or demonstrating that you know who is the power. Who yes. is the power right here now?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wasn't afraid of him. He knew that he was a big nothing because David knew who he was.
4: And he saw Goliath not as in a as a threat to the Israelites. But he saw Goliath as an offense to God.
0: And that's, that's, yes, that's the key. Thank you. It's an offense to God. And these things that go on that are an offense to God, you have that right and that authority. I listened to someone very recently, someone who's been in the news who speaks out very, very boldly, and he said it was so great. He said, "When you speak the truth, a power comes over you. Is that not true? When you speak the God, who it has, has all power <laughs> absolutely in that truth is God because God is truth with a capital t. I was so happy to hear that." And and so he said, something comes over you, you speak with this truth, and you, yes, you address an error. The people who are lying, they are weak, confused, mixed up, and you know this from your own experience. You know, God forbid you start a lie, it weakens you, and all of this goes along with honesty is spiritual power, dishonesty is is human weakness which forfeits divine help. Now, I declare this daily for our news media, for everything. I will. I know those who speak the truth have that power come over them. Those who are lying are forfeiting God's help, and they are a jumbo mumbo gumbo that no one's going to listen to or understand. We. This is how we work. Also, in the lesson this week, which is very important to work with, And, you know, this is the weekend that the so-called Satanists are in Boston. It's ending, I think, today. Um, It says, for as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Remember this. Right where sin is abounding, grace is much more abounding. And my definition of grace that I love, that I don't know if I made up or I, I got some of it from the 1828 dictionary, I know. It's spirit or influence of God operating in man to strengthen and regenerate. And the word ingenerate means regenerate means implant holy affections in the heart, a virtue of divine origin. Right where that sin is abounding, God is working to plant holy affections in the heart of those people. First, apply it to yourself and then to others where there seems to be any kind of a problem. Grace is much more abounding. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, that human law, but under grace. So know for you, the sin cannot have dominion over you because God is implanting holy affections in your heart. You're going to want to know him. You're going to want to know these truths. And if you see, if you have a family member, you see anyone who seems to resisting the truth, you know this. Grace is abounding in them. Don't accept the lie. But these are two powerful ways to work on anything in the news. So.
5: I just wanted to say something from the watch about um, when it says when there is a real clinch with error. I looked up clinch (laughs) and uh, it says a struggle or scuffle at close quarters. Especially when you're too closely engaged for full-arm blows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. That's great. Thank you very much.
5: And I'm sure we've all felt in the thick of it like
0: that. Yes. And it's wonderful because this all goes along with our topic, everlasting punishment. How not to have it. How not to have it. You don't have it because you take your stand moment by moment. So it's not pushing you around, and pretty soon you do. I mean, I know I felt like I was in hell. I felt like I was in hell. It just went on and on and on. And I was listening to all these voices that I shouldn't have been listening to, mainly fear and negativity. Um, and it seemed to have me in its clenches. Tell. I said, thus far and no farther. Um, and Carrie sent me an interesting article. Um, it was about... The, the cuckoo bird, which I'd never heard of. I'm, I've heard of the bird, but I didn't know this was true about it. It's in some places, I guess, it doesn't build its own nest. It takes over the nest of another bird. Now, and I mean, it really takes it over. And pretty soon these poor birds, it was talking about a wren. The wren is feeding the cuckoo bird instead of its own own offspring. I mean, it's got a lot of gall. But this is why it's called aggressive animal magnetism. Think of it. This is how era works, doesn't it? Comes in, tries to take over everything. Pretty soon, you're listening to all these voices and you feel so helpless. Don't let the cuckoo bird come in and take over your nest. <laughs> Certainly doesn't have to. It's not uh, It's not of God. But I thought that was a very good illustration of how it tries to work. <laughs> so um, in that article, it's called The True Course and by Mary Kuzak. In thinking of this picture, we find it illustrates among several lessons the necessity of observing the rule for our protection. On page 392 of Science and Health, Stan Porter at the Door of Thought admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results, and you will control yourself harmoniously. When we are unwatchful, is not the intruder permitted to enter our mental home, bringing thoughts of malice, jealousy, envy, hate, hurt pride, wounded feelings, self-pity? Is this not the interloper nourished by listening to its pleadings, which insists that resentment is natural and justifiable, which insists that I have a reason to to feel sorry for myself or my feelings are wounded. And when the suggestion is admitted, the legitimate family, right thoughts, is deprived of its rightful nutriment, that hidden manna, which is the knowledge of divine love's omnipresence, and man's unchangeable at-one-ment with the divine principle of God, the true consciousness which feeds and rightly nourishes the hungry heart. So when you're listening to the cuckoo bird, (laughs) cuckoo, cuckoo, (laughs) you'll become cuckoo. (laughs) And the right thoughts.
4: You're not giving him house room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... So you're you're making, my friends, your everlasting punishment. Kick it out. Don't allow such an intrusion. Stand porter at the door of thought. No one no one has to be in hell. It's a, it's a man-made condition of disobedience, as I guess Sari just said. Disobedience. Not obeying the Father, not loving him enough to kick those thoughts out.
2: And, and help striving.
0: You. Go ahead, Florence. And striving to maintain that consciousness
1: that heals. You know, you. with good thoughts, God, spirits, you know, things of spirit, the spiritual harmony, peace,
0: health, joy, all those Yes. And, you know, truly, once you establish that, you do experience heaven, heaven on earth. But you have to guard it and and not allow this other stuff come in. And it tries in various ways. Go ahead.
4: And haven't we had many, many testimonies about he- healings that resulted from resisting the devil and seeing it flee from you? Yes. Yeah yeah I mean this is this is what the watching point is 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 about. Take a mental two by four to the suggestion that says you are sick or unhappy or whatever. It requires a mental two by four, and when and when you and when you apply it, don't be surprised when the error tries to come back and say, Oh yeah, yeah. and make you feel even worse. Keep at it. And you if you keep at it, you will over overcome it. It will it will in fact flee from you.
0: And it's just like, you know, Lenny was talking about, it's a good illustration. You're lifting the weights, you're building your muscles. So maybe at first you're very weak with this. Mentally. Men, yeah, mentally weak. Mm-hmm. So it does try again, and it'll try again, it'll try again. So you keep lifting the weights. Mrs. Evans used to talk about lifting the calf, didn't she? You'd start lifting a calf when it's a calf, so it's not very heavy. You lift it every day. So when it becomes a huge, full blown <laughs> steer or whatever, you can still lift it because you've been doing it every day. But you got to do it every day. You can't avoid it. Who was saying? Someone was saying, oh, putting it off till tomorrow. No, no, can't put it off till tomorrow. Go ahead.
5: I just was thinking of. <laughs> you know, you keep lifting it so you can keep chucking that bowl, So
0: <laughs> Yeah. And it's a glorious work. What else do we have to do? And as, um, as Florence read so beautifully about, you know, it's a reason for our existing to express these qualities of God and to help others. And when we are, are disobedient and we don't do these things, um, in belief, it, it could seem to affect others, right? When you're, When you're Mm -hmm. not doing what you should, it it gives other people more things to work on and work out because you're not doing your job. So
5: That is one thing I found here is that the number one person you have to protect the church against or your family or whatever is yourself. So (laughs) you better work on that. Yeah,
0: what were you saying about something good about that? That I don't know. Anyway, well, maybe it was that. But Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be the weak link in the chain.
5: Definitely not. And you also have to know there is no weak link.
0: So. You have to know there is no weak link because, yes, you admit to a weak link, then, then oh, my gosh, I could be a weak link. No. We're all the expression, the divine image, but it takes, it takes the daily work. Now, this article goes on to say, and this is what Florence was saying, fidelity to truth brings the peaceable fruit of righteousness. The real inhabitants of the home, which are true satisfaction, contentment, peace, trust, confidence, joy, harmony, faith, strength, spiritual understanding. When these qualities of mind are expressed, we have on our whole armor, which is our sure defense against the deceitful encroachments of the belief of evil. Then will God's government be manifested. Love will reign in our dwelling, the secret place of the Most High. For God is indeed near to them who love and sincerely obey him. This great sense of peace comes over when you're obedient to God and you keep those other thoughts out. It's not worth leaving the father's house to indulge in resentment or self-pity or comparison or negativity these are the little foxes that spoil the vine. Draws you out, just like the cuckoo, pretty soon it's got your whole nest. And you're in everlasting punishment until you stop it. Given an inch and it takes a mile. Yep, yep, that's it. Yep. So cut it off before it starts. Yes. Yeah, and that has been very good in... in some of the testimonies given, it's been how instant you are in that truth. You immediately cut it out. So it can't take can't take any manifestation in your life. It doesn't grow into something else. You heal all that resentment in your side, that hate you feel inside. It doesn't grow into some cancer three years from now. I'm being very blunt, but you know, if you're going to indulge in that, in belief, it'll Seem to come to something else. You, you can't do it, and and over and over in the lesson. It. What does Mrs. Eddie say? Um, the design of love is to reform the sinner. You suffer until you stop it. Divine love corrects and governs man. It doesn't seem like.
1: Go ahead. No, I saw what you just said in in several instances when I was a uh, Christian science nurse. You know, the the presenting error is, oh, they have this wound or something. But when you go into it after a while, you find out the problem that has existed between the person and their family member or how many members. Amazing.
0: It's true. Open wound, unhealed wound is unhealed things in your thought, things you haven't given up. You you just feel wounded by somebody or something. And it, it has to be taken care of with with the balm of Gilead, God's bomb of healing bomb of love. Love for all mankind, giving back the past, giving up the past. Now, whatever the problem is, whether it calls itself a wound or cancer or cold or whatever, is no more true than the so-called mental thing that seemed to have started it all. It's all it's all error. It's all mortal mind. So we know the body doesn't speak. It's all mortal mind. You're just having a conversation with mortal mind. And it's a big mess. So <laughs> get into that divine mind. That's why it's so important to know that God is your mind. You're not gonna discuss error, you're not gonna hold on to these errors and they're not they're not gonna be manifested in your life in any way. No, no, thank you. Hmm. Now <clears throat> um Shardell sent me something that she said she and Linda found a while ago. They weren't sure who wrote it, but do you have it? no, it's called Stan. Yeah, okay, read it.
3: Okay.
0: Speak up loudly so they can All hear. All right, you. it's long. It's not that long. Okay. Uh, stand
3: author unknown. We must stand without wavering. There is, There need not be much mental work done. Be still and know that I am God. And all is all that's really necessary. The harder you work mentally sometimes, the more real the claim appears. So do as Jesus did. Expect the word to heal instantly. Now, the next step is to hold fast to this. Let this Christ rise in you. How? First, practice peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. We do not recognize the importance of these words, nor of what Paul said. None of these things move me. Speak peace to the turmoil within, hundreds of times a day. Learn what that word means. Speak it to all things and persons, either verbally or mentally, and especially to yourself. When you acquire quietness of heart, when knowing that you are one with all the power there is, when you consciously feel peace because there is nothing else but that peace for God's likeness, then you take the next step possession. A sense of possession is as much a law of your being as the distinct eternal sense of health, of the distinct sense of activity. Practice having this sense of all things, and men having dominion over all things. Doesn't Mrs. Eddy say, "God giving all, man having all that God gives"? Doesn't that mean anything to you? I believe. That this possession of what God gives us and He gives all is the step leading to the understanding of dominion or that which gives us what seems to be lacking.
0: Wow, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> we found it. it. We were on Wednesday when we were first coming, and there it was. Beautiful. Well, that's beautiful, those steps that you take yeah. and um, standing. <laughs> Yes, and then saying peace be still. I love, this is in that article, um, God is Individual Consciousness by Bikda Young, where he says, um, when Jesus still the waves, his only words were peace be still. Mark 4, isn't this a wonderful treatment, peace, peace be still? It becomes yeah. necessary for us to realize a peace be still to every disturbance, to every disturbed thought and therefore to all discordant or inharmonious outer conditions. When Jesus said, peace be still, he was not directing his thought to the troubled waves or to the storm. He was not addressing disturbed thought, the disturbed mind of the disciples, of those on board the ship, nor was he addressing them as person, but rather to the universal belief of a disturbed thought. Animal Magnetism to the universal belief of a mind apart from God, to the universal belief of inharmonious inner and outer conditions, He was declaring, "Peace, be still." So, as, did you want to say
1: something? No, no, I read that too, but I was, I was just adding that it's the, it's always the peace, and it says, "What are we healing?" We're not healing anything but that belief, the universal belief.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. The mesmerism that there is a power other than God. That's what animal magnetism is. A belief there's some other power. It's a mesmerism, and you see it all over the place. People running around like chickens with their heads cut off because that's what they believe. And to that, we say, peace, be still and we stand with it, knowing the power of that truth. Truth is powerful. That's why stating the word is powerful. Even if you don't believe it, it's powerful to state it and you'll get where you do believe it. And then you take possession of it and know that it is the truth. And, And you will see all kinds of conditions change you know, the weather committee has been doing such a wonderful job. I'm so grateful. I, I, I see it all the time. They are always predicting the worst, aren't they? And, and and you know, we're getting a nice, beautiful, gentle rain that we need right now in Plainfield. And I, I was praying because I don't want all, all these big storms and winds and things. All our beautiful flowers are out. The tulips, the dogwoods, the cherry blossoms. And, and they're just They're just loving this gentle rain. It's not causing them to wilt and all their flowers fall to the ground. It's just a lovely quenching. It's beautiful. On all these lies that people say and predict and predict the worst, no, peace, be still, i.e., shut up. (laughs) 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 Well, whatever it takes. (laughs) So then I, w- I was led, because I was cleaning out my cabinet full of papers. I have to make room for more papers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, there's a wonderful article. I I have a feeling it came from Carthens. But anyway, it's on our website. It's called Don't Forget to Anoint the, the Shield. Okay, and um, author again, author unknown. And the whole thing is wonderful. I think I... I taught it once a few years ago at the round table, probably the whole thing because there's so much to it. But this idea of, you know, what we're saying about taking your stand, having the armor of God on protecting, protecting your home, which should be filled with the consciousness of God standing quarter at the door of thought. So these thoughts don't come in. So you're not subject to everlasting punishment, which nobody needs or wants. Um, It would seem sometimes to start, as we've talked about, with sin, sinning. They're all definitions of sinning. Certainly you can, you know, the more obvious ones like killing someone or committing adultery or other things that the commandments tell us not to do, stealing. But then there are other ways that it can creep in that you think are all right, like negativity or fear is a big one jealousy covetousness all of those things or sins you will suffer and there ain't nothing nobody can do about it until you stop you will suffer from it that's the that's the purpose of love you suffer enough so you drop it like a hot potato okay sin leads to punishment so anyway back to the shield um It talks about the fiery darts, you know, the fiery darts of the devil. Um, And it says these fiery darts are nothing more than seducing temptation. Remember this. Always comes as a temptation seducing you, trying to get you to believe it's true. In our responsive reading, Psalm 51, it's a beautiful, beautiful psalm. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Who wrote that? And what was he, why was he so repentant? Committing adultery with Bathsheba. Yeah. And killing her husband. Killing her husband. He did some really big ones.
5: His son had died.
0: His son died. Bathsheba was having his baby. The son died. He, he was very, very, very repentant, truly repentant, something you can't fake, okay? you got to really be on your knees to God and say you're never going to do it again. Other, otherwise, it's just, you know, BS. You say you're sorry. You got to no, know you'll never do it again. That is true repentance. When you do that, the suffering ceases. If you don't do it and if you just say it, you might as well be a Catholic going to the, what's it called? Confession. Confession, yeah. It means zero, zippo, nothing. Okay, so these fiery darts are just seducing temptations, which you can say no to. Once these seducing, seducing temptations lodge in the flesh, then the results can lead only to one thing, sin. Sin damages the soldier's relationship with his commander which is God. (laughs) It endangers his rank. It endangers the lives of the soldiers with whom he serves. So they lodge in the flesh. David made the mistake of standing on the balcony watching Bathsheba bathe, right? Yes. And it says, I think it says, doesn't it say something like it was the springtime of the year and and the the fighting was over? (laughs) Taking a little vacation. It you know, worked pretty hard. Okay, I'm gonna look at a few things here. <laughs> well,
5: uh, I've been a good boy. All <laughs> yeah,
3: I've, I've been working really hard. Now I'm gonna have a little fun. what Mrs. Betty said in some of the books about her history and her, uh, especially uh, Carpenter. He talked a lot about that, where you just completed a big oh, war yes. or something or battle, or you won like the building of the church, and then they just want to drop the guard, and that was her greatest concern and she really went after the students for that. Thank you.
0: you (laughs) That's exactly right. It's a huge temptation when you've done a big project at work or a lot of different things or or victories in in science. Just want to relax a little bit and and, uh, never off guard. Never absent from your post. Never ill-humored. Never unready to work for God. You can't do it. I know if those of you saw that movie Poltergeist, you know, I don't remember much about it. It was some horrible thing, and just when they were relaxing and thought everything was great, I remember she's taking a big bubble bath, oh, <laughs> and then this thing comes jumping out, oh, <laughs> scared the you know what out of me when I saw it. But that's how it works. So you can you just you just don't let your guard down. That doesn't mean you have to be like in a nervous frenzy. It just means that you're always alert, got your antenna up.
5: Well, even Jesus went from you know the dove of spirit coming down after being baptized into the
4: temptations.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which he handled well. Get thee behind me, Satan. Okay, so you know, the-
4: We also have the Bible story of the
2: um <clears throat> the prophet who was sent into the country to deliver a message. And he was told, When you're done delivering that message, get out. And he didn't do it. And he settled underneath the, the tree. And we all remember what happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you you very much. It was one of Mrs. Evans' favorite stories. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yep. Thank you. So this article says, The 16 Deadly Darts of the Devil. Disappointment. This is how it tries to lodge in your flesh. Discouragement. Doubt. Disbelief. Distraction despair, double-mindedness, dishonesty, deceit, dullness, deadness, decay, discord, defilement, defame, and disobedience. So, And I'm sure there are many others. He took all the D's there. (laughs) big D's. Big D's. That's it. So, um, but, you know, all those ways it tries to settle in. And you feel when you justify, you see, you always justify why you feel that way. That's why justification is the adamant of error. Because you justify yourself. And then it only increases its claims because you think you have reason to feel that way. You have reason to be a sinner. No, you don't.
5: And you're double-minded.
0: You're double-minded.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So it talks about um, then the care for the shield, shield, and how important this care is, because without the care, I guess the, the the shields were made of two layers of wood, and they were covered with six layers of animal hide. Now, if you let your shield get dried out, the fiery darts of the wicked, okay, they'll set your shield on fire you have no longer your protection from God because you've let your, you've let your shield dry out. So how does, how does that happen?
1: Is that the oil?
0: That's the oil. Thank you very much. That's the oil. The soldiers spent time every day before going into a battle to make sure that their shields were well oiled. Anointing your shield, <laughs> the name of the article, you put oil, you lubricate it for us. So what does that mean for us? Yeah. Keeping your gorgeous.
3: oil of gladness. Concentration. Concentration.
0: Yes, thank you. The definition of oil in the in the glossary, absolutely.
4: Read your lesson and open your thoughts. Because the oil is the inspiration that you receive when you are at one with God, when your when your thought is open to God only.
0: Yes. This is the, this is your morning work that you're not supposed to just do during the morning, but take with you all day to keep yourself lubricated, well oiled. It also said that oil would create if the sun was shining on the shields, it would blind the enemies,
1: and the arrow will bounce off. off the
0: arrow, off. absolutely, the fiery darts of the wicked do nothing. Nothing. It's anointing. You know, they call it anointing with the Holy Spirit. Get your get your drink for the morning and allow yourself to be anointed. That's why it's in the 23rd Psalm. Anointeth my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Keep yourself fresh every day. I gave that testimony about Mrs. Eddie saying it, oiling your joints and bones and everything. You keep yourself limber. Ready for the day ahead. Work with that definition of oil, in the in science and health, all that it means. Uh, and and make sure every day you do that. It keeps your shield working. And it, it's faith too. Is your faith dropped? Do you no longer believe that God's going to even help you? You've lost your oil, my friend. It's something that requires the constant dedication, care. We are in an army. We know that. You're a, sh- you're a soldier. Your shield has to be working, right? You don't want to go in a battle with a dried-up shield that's going to burst into flames. <laughs> but you allow yourself. I can't tell you how many times you go, oh, I haven't worked for myself. Oh, goodness me. I, have, I haven't I worked for myself in weeks. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, hello, <laughs> come on. I've been a Christian scientist all my life, class taught, done this, done that. Third and fourth generation. no, i, I haven't I haven't worked for myself. Well, what's with that? I mean, does someone have to come to your house and knock on the door, boom, boom, boom? So and so, are you working for yourself this morning? <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> it's something you should do always if you love God and
4: okay. you want if you love yourself.
0: Main, and maintain yourself. yourself as the divine image. That is a very weak and flimsy excuse, my friends. After all these years, you tell me, oh, I haven't been working for myself. Sorry. I'm not very sympathetic to that. You should have it as paramount and you do your work for yourself or you can't do your work for the world, can you? So <clears throat> don't let your shield become dry. And make sure you, you do this and lovingly do it. It's a it's a wonderful thing to do. It's wonderful to think about God anointing your head with oil for the day. You're ready, you're ready to go. And this will keep you from everlasting punishment.
3: <laughs>
0: it's well worth it, isn't it? I'm gonna end today with Something that Nancy sent.
4: Gary will read it. Thank you. Quoting Science and Health, Citation 2, we acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin and the destruction of sin, and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil is unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. And then she writes, In in Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy tells us the way to escape the misery of sin is to cease sinning. There is no other way. Page 371 and on page 391, real suffering for your own sins will cease in proportion as the sin ceases. Christian science teaches that sin makes its own hell and goodness its own heaven. In thinking about these statements and thinking about how we create our own suffering, punishing ourselves, I was searching the topic of when sin ceases on our website and came across a wonderful forum post from April 29, 2020 on everlasting punishment by Parthens, titled, Hell is Self-Imposed. The post contained a summary of a Christian science lecture on the subject of everlasting punishment, and many statements by Mrs. Eddy regarding the consequences or the punishments of sin. I am beginning to understand more clearly that it is through my own thinking and the choices I make and my understanding of God and my true relationship to him, that I create my own heaven or hell. The more I turn from matter and the belief of sin to the allness of God and my real relationship to him, sinning will cease and suffering will disappear, revealing everlasting life, heaven, the kingdom of God. The good news is our heaven is self imposed as well. Mrs. Eddy brings this out in the People's Idea of God, pages six and seven. Quote Periods and peoples are characterized by their highest or their lowest ideals, by their God and their devil. We are all sculptors, working out our own ideals and leaving the impress of mind on the body as well as on history and marble, chiseling to higher excellence, or leaving to rot and ruin the mind's ideals. Recognizing this as we ought, we shall turn often from marble to model, from matter to mind, to beautify and exalt our lives. Chisel in hand stood the sculptor boy with his marble block before him, and his face lit up with a smile of joy as an angel dream passed o'er him. He carved the dream on that shapeless stone with many a sharp incision. With heaven's own light, the sculptor shone. He had caught the angel vision. Sculptors of life are we as we stand with our lives uncarved before us. Waiting the hour when, at God's command, our life dream passes o'er us, if we carve it then on the yielding stone with many a sharp incision, its heavenly beauty shall be our own. Our lives, that angel vision. End quote. This is Eddie. Thank you. This is
0: it. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.